great. You've been loading up on things from Walmart? Yeah, I used my new Capital One Walmart Rewards card. It earns unlimited 5% back on everything I buy from Walmart online. Say what? 5% back. Say what? 5% back. Say what now? 5% back. With what? The Capital One Walmart Rewards card. Earn unlimited rewards, including 5% back at Walmart online on top of Walmart's everyday low prices. What's in your wallet? Terms and exclusions apply. Capital One N.A. Hey, Nina here. We're just days away from the Generation Y meetup in Kansas City. It's Saturday, September 17th, 4 p.m. Details are on my page or on Generation Y's page. If you're attending, please let me know. Justin, Aaron, myself, and the lovely Charlie from the Insight Podcast will be there. Reach out on Facebook or Twitter or send me an email. My email address is host at alreadygonepodcast.com. You are listening to the Already Gone Podcast, sharing stories of the missing, the lost, the mysterious, and the murdered. San Angelo, Texas is a town of 100,000 people. It's about 300 miles southwest of Dallas and halfway between San Antonio and Lubbock. It's really, even today, a rather isolated community in the desert southwest of Texas. On the east end of San Angelo is Goodfellow Air Force Base. On the west end of town are O.C. Fisher Lake and the Twin Buttes Reservoir. San Angelo is the county seat of Tom Green County. In May of 1988, Sally McNally had just finished high school and was enjoying a few weeks of freedom. She'd enlisted in the Navy and wanted to be a nurse, like her mother. Sally's boyfriend, 16-year-old Shane Stewart, he had a year left of school, a girlfriend he was crazy about, and a car that he was proud of. When school let out in May, Shane went up to Kansas to do some work for his grandfather. He was up there for weeks, and if you were ever young and in love... You can imagine how tough the separation was for them. Back in 1988, it's unlikely they were calling each other during his absence. Maybe they wrote a letter or two. But no cell phones, no internet. They weren't texting or exchanging emails. It was June 29th when Shane returned and Sally was delighted to have him back. They made plans to go out July 4th and watch the fireworks. The pair was happy glad to be reunited and have the summer together. They don't know that someone in San Angelo has other plans for them. The couple were looking forward to the July 4th holiday. They were going to watch the fireworks display at the park and then hang out alone for a couple of hours. Around 7 p.m. on July 4th, Shane hugged his dad, said farewell, and left the house with $11 in his pocket. He picked up Sally for their date. Based on receipts found later, it appears that Shane and Sally grabbed dinner at a fast food place before finding a spot to watch the fireworks. Shane was driving his car, a copper-brown 1980 Chevy Camaro. Shane loved that car, and he was proud of it. Shane and Sally were last seen alive late the night of July 4th when a forest ranger caught them parked near O.C. Fisher Lake. July 4th was not the first time this ranger caught kids parking there. He was good-natured about it and told them to move along. 
He would later say that the kids appeared to be safe, but a bit embarrassed to be caught out. The ranger helpfully suggested another place for them to go. This location is where Shane's car, the 1980 Camaro, would be found on July 5th. The car was pretty easy to find, but Shane and Sally were gone. The Camaro showed no sign of foul play. Whatever became of the pair, it didn't happen in or around Shane's car. But something happened late on July 4th. Shane and Sally crossed paths with a bad person. Someone local to San Angelo. Someone who would point a shotgun at them and pull the trigger, leaving their bodies in a remote pasture 16 miles from where they were last seen, 16 miles away from Shane's car. On July 7th, after making sure the kids weren't off partying for the holiday weekend, the Sheriff's Department opens a missing persons investigation. In the days immediately following their disappearance, a local teenager was pulled over by police, and that person had Sally's driver's license in their possession. They claimed to have found the item and handed it over during the traffic stop. There isn't much information out there about this lead. If you know how this person came to be in possession of Sally's driver's license, the Tom Green County Sheriff's Department would love to hear from you. The park ranger who interrupted Shane and Sally late on the 4th, he was interviewed and cleared. Same for Sally's mother and stepfather and Shane's family. They were not involved in the disappearance. Some of the kids that Sally and Shane knew? Hmm, questions remain. No one would see Sally or Shane for months, but not for lack of trying. Shane's father, Marshall Stewart, spent night after night driving around the reservoir and park, looking for signs of his son. July turned to August with no word from the missing teens. Investigators from Tom Green County Sheriff's Department interviewed their parents and their friends, trying to get a handle on where the kids went that night, how they spent the evening, and where they went after leaving Shane's car. August ended, and hopes dimmed. Sure, it was easy to think that Shane and Sally had run off. They were crazy for each other. But Shane's Camaro, he loved that car. Would he really leave, start a new life, and not take his beloved sports car with him? Would Sally leave behind a paycheck at her job and not check in with her family? Not say goodbye to her new baby brother? Shane's senior year of high school started with no sign of the blonde boy or his sweetheart. Meanwhile, their families waited and hoped and searched and prayed. Friday, November 11th, 1988. A hunter out near Twin Buttes Reservoir came across the skeletonized remains of a woman. Law enforcement responded to the scene, and with the coroner collected the body and sent it to San Antonio to be looked at by the medical examiner. The following is from Sally's mother. Pat Wade has a lot to say about the loss of her daughter. While the audio quality of these clips is not the best, her words are powerful and heavy with emotion. I remember seeing the pictures of the of the body bag, and, and this was something that um, 
I hadn't seen much of except in war zones when they bring soldiers home that rank. But this was my little girl. And this was all that there was left of her. Law enforcement was pretty sure they'd found Sally McNelly, but some of her teeth were missing. In the days before DNA analysis was commonly used, the coroner could not make a solid identification without those teeth. Someone needed to go back out there and comb the area. Monday, November 14th, 1988. Investigators from the Tom Green County Sheriff's Department returned to the site where the remains were found. They start searching for tiny white teeth. Instead, they found another body, just a few yards away from where the female remains were discovered days earlier. Another set of remains. Another skeleton with bits of clothing nearby. If, like me, you said, how did they miss a second body? Take a look at a picture I posted on the webpage. It's of an investigator searching the area where the remains were found. The scrub is thick and dense, and in an area like this, it's easy to miss something that's only a few feet away. Also, mesquite is known for large, thick thorns. Exploring a stand of mesquite scrub isn't high on anyone's list of fun things to do. The two bodies, one found on Friday and one on Monday, had little or no tissue left on them. The average temperature in July and August for San Angelo is 95 degrees. In September and October, the average temperature is closer to 80 degrees. In these harsh conditions, tissue breaks down quickly. Vultures pick the bones clean. Between the heat, the sun, and the vultures, bones and clothing were all that remained of the teenagers. There was enough left of them for the medical examiner to give a cause of death. Shane and Sally had each been shot, and the weapon used to kill them was a shotgun. On Monday the 14th, when the call went out that a second set of remains had been discovered, Marshall Stewart, Shane's father, heard the call over his police scanner. He rushed to the area. Was it true? Had they found Shane? Deputies and rangers didn't want to let him near the scene, and the grieving father pleaded with them. I promised Shane I would find him. Marshall later told reporters that he was able to see and identify Shane's shirt and boots. His son wasn't missing anymore. The mystery of what became of the young lovers was solved, but the truth behind who killed them would take much, much longer. Shane's father and Sally's mother planned funerals for their children. Pat Wade took Sally's prom dress to the funeral home, wanting her daughter to be buried in the beautiful gown and the memories of that wonderful night. The mortician arranged the dress in the casket with Sally's remains. There was not enough left of her to wear the dress. Shane and Sally were buried side by side in San Angelo. Their graves are marked with matching headstones in Belvedere Cemetery. The families of the murdered children struggled mightily in the aftermath of their deaths. I have a clip here of Sally's mother talking about a recurring dream that has plagued her since the summer of 1988. 
my nightmare. I see Sally standing alone in the field. And someone comes up behind her and grabs her. And she struggles. And she's begging. And she starts calling for me. And I can't help her. You know, moms help the children when their children are in trouble. Moms are there. And she's screaming for me. And I'm, I'm trying to get to her, but I can't help her. With their bodies located, now came the task of finding out who killed them and why. When you look at where they were found, a rather remote area, not likely to be known to someone from outside San Angelo, then imagine them overpowering the two. Sally may have been small, but she was no shrinking violet. Shane was young, strong. You can almost see the group of young people, probably two, and possibly as many as four or six ganging up on the pair. Something ugly happened. Something tragic and terrible. While a detailed autopsy could not be performed because their remains were skeletonized, the coroner determined that both Shane and Sally were shot to death. 1988 became 1989, and the case went cold. There was not enough evidence to make an arrest, Law enforcement encouraged people to come forward, share what they know about the double murder. In 1991, the TV show Unsolved Mysteries covered the case, and the film crew came to San Angelo to work with investigators and interview the family. The episode aired on September 18, 1991. The Unsolved Mysteries segments focused heavily on the occult and portrayed Shane and Sally as dabbling in something otherworldly. Police say that might make good TV, but it wasn't a focus of the case. The satanic panic of the 1980s is a well-documented phenomenon. Shane and Sally might have made some questionable choices, what teenager doesn't, Or maybe they hung out with the wrong crowd sometimes, but they weren't Satanists, and nothing about their murder spoke of rituals, sacrifice, or anything supernatural. Sally's mother, Pat Wade, and stepfather Bill remained in San Angelo, dealing with their grief, hoping someone would come forward and identify the murderer or murderers put a name to the faceless monster who took the kids away. It was only a matter of time, however. Pat could not face the daily reminders of her loss, the house, the neighborhood, seeing Sally's friends. The Wades moved away from San Angelo. Now she says that aside from July 4th, Christmas is the hardest time of year. Sally is the angel on their tree, and they still put up her stocking. Sally's mother and stepfather learned a lot about post-traumatic stress disorders. Pat had to leave her job as a nurse because of the strain and her inability to properly function in the job. Bill Wade has done his best to provide emotional support to his wife through this heart-wrenching journey. Shane's father, Marshall Stewart, channeled his anger into activism. He became involved in the Compassionate Friends group, a support group for people who have lost a loved one to violence. He's also active in his church, and that has helped him through the years. Shane's father, he has a message for those who gunned down his son almost 30 years ago. 
The message is also for the people who know who killed Shane and continue to protect the murderer. And 25 years later, if they have children and they look at those children, they realize that the love and the closeness that they have between them, what it might be like to lose that, as they reflect on the fact that they've taken away two children from parents and they want to remove that pain from their lives, they should come forward and talk. It's the only way they're going to get rid of the fear and the doubt and the looking over their shoulders because this case won't go away. Law enforcement is looking for them and so are the parents of the children. I had the opportunity to speak with Tom Green County criminal investigator, Sergeant Terry Lowe. He's lived in San Angelo a long time. The high school kids who were interviewed in 1988 and 1989 about the murders, they're now adults. People in their 40s, with their kids being the same age that Sally and Shane were that summer. Someone knows who did this. Someone saw Sally and Shane's murder and carries the secret of who pulled the trigger. He would like to talk to that person to close this case. An arrest would bring peace to the family and hopefully justice for two kids whose lives were snuffed out in 1988. Investigator Lowe and others from the Tom Green County Sheriff's Department have patiently worked the case, waiting for the right person to speak up or the right piece of evidence to come to light. There's DNA in the system, and it's waiting for a hit. In 2014, law enforcement exhumed Shane's body and ran additional tests on his remains. A foreign DNA profile was found. Investigators are waiting for a match. There is a dedicated cold case team working unsolved cases in Tom Green County. In 2015, they arrested two people in connection with the 2010 murder of Brian Plunkett. We can hope that justice for Sally and Shane isn't too far behind. Sally McNally's little brother, Derek, was born in early 1988. He's now almost 30 years old. He's a member of the Texas National Guard. He served in Iraq and Afghanistan. Derek has no memory of his sister. It's worth mentioning that the Texas Rangers are also keeping tabs on the double murder. It's on their website as one of their top 12 unsolved cold cases. If you have information about the murder of Sally McNally and Shane Stewart, Sergeant Terry Lowe would love to talk to you. If you prefer to remain anonymous, you can call Crime Stoppers of San Angelo at 1-800-756-3434. There is a cash reward for information leading to an arrest in this case. And before I bid you farewell, I want to leave you with words from Pat Wade, Sally McNally's mother. After I heard this, it really made me think differently about what happens when a missing person is finally discovered, when their remains are recovered, or when a murderer is finally brought to justice in a cold case. You know, we're not we're not looking for closure. Closure uh, closure is a word that people use uh, when they've not been through something like this. There is no closure. 
town, nothing, not, there's, there's nothing going to bring Sally and Shane back. What we're looking for is justice for the kids. We need to know why they died. We need to know who. Why and who could do something like this? We need justice. We need justice for the kids. And it's not, it's not something for us. I mean, it's, uh, there's not any healing for us. We just want peace for the kids. We want, we want to, uh, we want to feel that people care. up on things from Walmart? Yeah, I used my new Capital One Walmart Rewards card. It earns unlimited 5% back on everything I buy from Walmart online. Say what? 5% back. Say what? 5% back. Say what now? 5% 5 back. back. With what? The Capital One Walmart Rewards card. Earn unlimited rewards, including 5% back at Walmart online on top of Walmart's everyday low prices. What's in your wallet? Terms and exclusions apply. Capital One N.A.